1: All right,
0: good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, Worldwide Wednesday, Pump day, November 29th, 2023. Welcome to episode number 504 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I am your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier. and over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Kenneth Ruff, across the pond, Tom Bishop from the booth. Cherise Lamb, Natalie Garrett, Dream Logic Inc., Frank Andriuli down on the East Coast. Mr. Green Reads in the house with the coffee cups. Glory, Chris Young, Paul Savage, Git Geek, Git K, Rogue 2022, Paul Savage. So many of you coming over. Marcus Skyler recognizing the double yeet. LinkedIn, YouTube, first timers and long timers. And I'm going to give the first timers a lot of love today because I missed a lot of first timers yesterday. We're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day, and I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you take this information and operationalize it, whether it's for uh, cyber risk reduction from an engineering capacity, whether it's a strategic implementation of long-term threat landscape shifts, or maybe it's to be implemented for information security awareness so you can keep your end users safe from themselves. Either way, we're going to be diving into it. I do not research or prepare for any of the stories. In fact, I don't even know what stories are going to come up. So you're going to be getting my rough, rugged, and raw uh, first impressions and analysis of these stories, just like you're going to be getting them for the first time as well. Also, don't sleep if you think that you're trying to break in the industry and this show isn't for you. We are an inclusive bunch here at Simply Cyber. You will be asked in any single uh, cybersecurity job interview, how do you stay current on the industry? Believe me when I tell you that. Saying the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is a great way to start the answer to that question, but then having Intel backup, uh, citing case study from the um, cyber threat brief is going to, mm, chefs kiss that interview for you. On top of that, uh, first timers and people breaking in, you see all these wonderful people like James Zutacudo, Alfredo, Austin Carter, Leon Elliott, Chris Young. All these people, they're here every day showing up, helping each other, supporting. Sandor knows with the uh, Oprah emote. Throw out your Oprah emotes, if you will. We are a supportive, inclusive bunch. So get in here. Make the circle wider. There's room for everybody, and you will benefit, I promise you, if you stick around. Now, before we get into the goodness, let me take a hot minute and say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors. Those businesses that I affiliate with respect and appreciate for them enabling me to be able to go full time and deliver this news briefing every single morning to you, starting with my good friend, Eric Taylor over at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Oh, yeah. Look at Oprah just flowing through the streams. Hey, Oprah. Hey, girl. Hey. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for business owners and send dedicated, hardworking business owners <laughs> into turmoil. Talking upset tummy. Oh, my God. Did I, eat, um, did I eat tacos last night with extra ghost peppers? No, you're actively being attacked by a ransomware incident. Oh, geez. The experience is the same. But don't worry. Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents believe that check them out at barricade links in the description below also want to say shout out and love to my man brandon pool and his team over at Panopsi. Panopsi security whoops eric taylor coming in hot we just become best friends? Yep. eric taylor um it's completely unrelated that i'm i'm taking a layer off and that eric taylor just dropped a 50 spot uh this isn't a uh striptease no, Eric Taylor, you're not dropping another 50, and I'm taking my shirt off. That's not happening. Listen, guys, shout out to Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber. Not only are they a stream sponsor, but they are just sponsored um, 150 members of the squad. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. Dude, hey, 150 of you uh, folks who just are uh, warming up, there's 230 of you. 150 of you are now minted simply cyber squad members if you want to know how to uh become a squad member using the gifted sub you do have to opt into it i think if you do exclamation point um squad or exclamation point something uh there's a link there's a link that you can click that will pop up and show you how you can enable it just uh mods if you can help out if anyone has a question on how to receive the gift that eric taylor just dropped uh let's do it but good morning We're off to a great start already. Now, guys, listen. Penobsi Security, get a partner who understands your cyber program and your business goals. Guys, whether you are um, a one-man shop, a one-woman shop, or you've got a whole team under you, but you need a little bit of help on strategic direction, on focus, on taking a framework like NIST CSF and implementing it in a practical way, Penobsi Security can help you. They also do tabletop exercise. Holler! So... What's uh what's going on? Penopsi.com. Go check them out. If you need cybersecurity uh, assistance and help, they absolutely can do that. Uh, believe me. Um, great, great company. Um, wonderful people. And they know exactly what they're doing. Left of Boom is where they operate. Uh, check out here. Check it out. Exclamation point. Gift in chat will tell you exactly how to do it. Thank you. Priority problem solvers. Guys, it is Worldwide Wednesday. So we're going to do that in a hot minute. I want to say shout-out to Anti-Siphon Training. More about them at the mid-roll. But do me a favor, guys. Every single day has a different theme. Some people like the Community Member of the Week on Monday. Some people like Tidbits Tuesday. Some people do not like Tidbits Tuesday. I was called the Lazy Eater yesterday uh, for my disdain for seeded fruits. But that's okay. We're all entitled to our opinions. Justin Gold, that blue badging in 20 months looks good on you. (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, Worldwide Wednesday, we've got a really special one today. But first, let me tell you, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth one half a CPE. So it stacks up two and a half a week, 10 a month. Be sure to oh my God, be sure to say what's up in chat. Take a screen cap, file it off. And when it's time to do your CPEs, uh, just count up the number of screen caps you have, multiply it by 0.5 and you're off and running. Uh, I forgot ACI Learning sponsors Worldwide Wednesday, so let me go ahead and pin that. All right, guys, my favorite activity. A lot of people have told me that Wednesday is their favorite day of the week for the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing because of the um, Worldwide Wednesday, so let's get into that, and people are going to love it. If you're new here—well, <clears throat> hold on. I'm screwing all this up. Guys, if you're a regular, hashtag uh, um, team Live, if you're here live, if you're in comments, hashtag team Replay. Uh, love you all in replay. I see your comments. I engage with you all. Obviously, Team Live, 281 of you beautiful souls here today. Many of you freshly minted squad members because of the wonderful gifts from Barricade Cyber and Eric Taylor. Guys, let me tell you, if today is your first time on the stream, if this is your first episode, whether a friend told you, you stumbled on it, what, however you ended up here, There's a seat for you right there. Please sit down. You're more than welcome to stick around. But if it is your first time, do me a favor. Drop hashtag first timer in chat. We love welcoming our first timers. We have a special emote for our first timers. We have a special sound effect for our first timers. And it is all about good times in here. So let me take a slug of my coffee. And uh, if you're a first timer, this is the sounder you're going to get. Oh, it's so good, this coffee. Let me pour a cup of coffee and tell you what's about to happen. I'm going to play some music. I'm going to pull up a a, a global map. I'm going to ask you where you're at, and we are going to see if in two minutes we can go around the world because that's how awesome. Listen, that's how awesome the Simply Cyber community is. All of you are amazing, and we aren't just U.S.-based or North American or native English speakers. We are worldwide we are uh just we are a melting pot y'all i love it and really quick i see the first timers coming in tim maddock what's up tim maddock welcome to the party pal our calypso youngblood welcome to the party, i love it i love it i love it what's going on y'all welcome first timers i hope you guys enjoy it let's rock and roll uh we got someone over on linkedin who showed up as anonymous welcome to the party. you know what anonymity is acceptable here welcome to the party pal if you're over on linkedin love it love it love it okay guys do me a favor mods get ready sit back and let's get ready to go around the world i'm going to play a different song than daft punk though here we go all right guys let me just tell you really quickly worldwide wednesday is presented by worldwide Hold oh, on, my god Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV, now IT Pro from ACI Learning, the international online training solution that professionals in audit, cyber, and IT turn to for binge worthy content. If you know, you know. Use my code, SimplyCyber30 to get instantly 30% off your first month or first year at ACI Learning. Links in the description below. I'll drop a quick link. I've got a pinned comment there. Remember, SimplyCyber30 is the code. Thank you very much for sponsoring it. All right, guys. Let's rock and roll. Where are you at? We've got one minute, 48 seconds. Let's go. Where are you at? Las Vegas, Nevada. CJ is online. Hey, CJ, love it. Our Calypsos in Massachusetts. Love it. What's up, Timothy Odd in the in the great state of Texas? Chi-Town, Toronto's online. Bring it. UK, Kenneth Ruff bringing it online. I love it. Europe is here. Welcome, Europe all right let's keep going baltimore maryland japan fernando love it love it love it bringing asia online afghanistan abdullah loves the show thanks abdullah for bringing afghanistan on let's go we got middle east uganda what's up we've got uganda online. All right, I'll get back to Uganda. I need need an assist on Uganda. New Jersey is a different country. I love it. Philly's in the house. What's up, Philly? Hey, Charlotte. What's up, Columbia? We're going to take Columbia. We got South America online. Let's rock, baby. India. Yes, India. Love Love it, love it, love it. Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the house. Turkey. Love it, love it, love it. Let's go. OKC. My man. What's up, Massachusetts? Love it, love it, love it. Hey, Florida. Flow ride is in the house. What's going on? We got Ghana, baby. In the house. Oh, Ghana. I need, I need an assist, man. My, my African geography is awful right now. We got Ghana and Uganda. Sicily, Italy. We got the boot online. Love it. Nigeria. Boom. Africa's online officially. What's up, Minnesota? It is cold there. Hey, Nola. Very cool. Poland, Europe is hot. All right, guys that that was a quick that was a quick two minutes. Jesus, let's let's just roll that back. All right, we are uh, priority problem solvers with a squad membership. I'm just gonna play the music. We are rounding out, but um, we're we're just we're just capturing it here. Here we go, Singapore. Jesse, that doesn't help. I need, listen, I need, I need like a, I need like an arrow pointed to it. We've got so many coming in hot South Carolina, Ghana's in West Africa. Thank you. Yes. Ghana's here. Where's Uganda? I need help with Uganda. We got Singapore. Singapore is not Cambodia, South Korea. Where is Singapore? I feel like Singapore is like, oh my God, I need an assist, bro. Bangladesh is in Singapore, Papua New Guinea's not Singapore. Did we get Australia? Tanzania? Oh. All right. Dude, we're gonna have to figure out a better workflow. Um, honestly, because Oh, Singapore. Singapore's so tiny. Holy Jesus! All right, where's Uganda? We got to figure out Uganda here. The DR is in here. Double check above. I, I, I don't see it. Where's Uganda? Oh, Uganda is like right in the middle. All right, I got you, Uganda. All right, guys, we have Kenya. All right, I'm gonna have to put a pause on this, guys. Uh, Israel's in the house. Way to go, Israel. Good to see you. Philippines is in the house. All right, we're going to do an extended cut. Um, I love it. Cameroon's here. I'm going to get a map of uh, Africa and, like, w- and study it here. Cameroon. We got strong Western Africa uh, representation. Angola. Damn. Boom. Dude, you guys are amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, I want to thank all of you. Uh, Poland, France, the DRs in here. I think that's probably um, Leonardo. He's always representing the DR. Let's see if we went around the world. Uh, okay, so survey says we did not. Did we not get Australia? Did we not get Australia, y'all? Oh, there's Kenya. I love it. Dude, first of all, a couple things. One, I, you know, apologies. Like, sometimes I'm right on top of these countries, and sometimes I'm like uh, a blind man in a brothel, just kind of feeling my way around. Whoops. Sorry, Kennedy. Uh, South Africa's in the house. All right, so we're gonna say we did not do it. If did we not get Australia? Did we not get New Zealand? Did we not get? Um, oh my god! All right, hey, we're like guys. I'm gonna let you know right now. Me and the mod team, we're gonna work on finding a better way to do this map thing. Uh, we've done it for over a year. It's a wonderful experience. I love seeing where all of you are right now. Uh, but. Um, you know it's 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 very much oh my god no australia okay okay all right so i want to say thank you all of you very much that was a lot of fun um the mods are are the mods are getting restless right now the mods are getting restless Fussy! they are upset that i'm i'm stumbling and bumbling over here with worldwide wednesday but believe me it is worth it okay all right guys be well thank you um Thank you for Worldwide Wednesday. We can all collectively pile on Australia for not showing up. Just kidding. We do love our Aussies. Plus, it's like mid, it, you know, it's the middle of the night there. So that's what's up. All right, guys, do me a favor sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news Fussy! wash over us in an awesome wave. I will see you guys at the mid roll. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines.
1: These are the cybersecurity headlines for Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. I'm Sean Kelly. Ransomware gang busted in Ukraine by international operation. European authorities said Tuesday that Ukrainian police arrested the 32-year-old ringleader of a ransomware operation along with four accomplices as part of an international investigation. The gang's attacks impacted victims in 71 countries using ransomware variants including Locker Goga, Megacortex, Hive, and Dharma. The arrests are the continuation of an investigation that began back in 2019 and included 12 arrests in 2021. Seven countries took part in the investigation, including personnel from the U.S. Secret Service and the FBI.
0: Okay, couple things here. All right, first of all, um, here we go. All right, so we got a win for law enforcement. If you guys know, um, things that I get out of bed for are really, really good infographics and coordinated law enforcement takedowns of uh, threat actor groups, okay? Like that's where, that's my jam. All right, so ransomware gang broken up. I I wanna point out just because like, you know, at least the United States and, and on the global stage, Russia invaded Ukraine. Many people are like, Ukraine is, you know, victimized or whatever. That doesn't mean that, like, everybody in Ukraine, it, like, is a good person now, right? Like, there are criminals. Before Russia invaded Ukraine, there was Ukrainian-based threat actor groups, Conti, which was a notoriously effective and large tier one ransomware threat actor gang. Half of that gang was out of Ukraine, okay? Okay. I believe Revil, which was another massive threat actor group in the space, was out of Ukraine. So there is still activity, despite the global conflict, of threat actors operating out of Ukraine. And I also want to point out, like, dude, I don't I, I haven't been to Ukraine, obviously, and I don't I don't know, but my thoughts are if there is like war-torn stuff, maybe like getting jobs, maybe paying, you know, feeding your kids, putting a roof over your head. Maybe these things are a little bit more difficult. And some people are turning to a life of crime, especially considering how lucrative, lucrative it is. So I'm not passing judgment. There's a lot of moral and ethical questions to ask oneself before making decisions. But I love that the police are um, moving forward and doing these things Um, and, and basically helping individuals and businesses, right? Like at the end of the day, It sucks that maybe these people are doing it for a life of crime or because they feel that they don't have any other options and they need to, but let's not lose sight of the victims, right? If you're a manufacturing company in upstate South Carolina and this threat actor group takes you down. Well, all the people who work there might lose their job. The people who own the business might lose that. The people who depend on the product coming off the manufacturing line to support their business operations might go under. So there is a trickle effect or a ripple effect that could disrupt and cause real catastrophic pain um, for victims who didn't do anything wrong. So I'm loving this. Secondly, immediately looking at this, There's no question in my mind that this is not a police officer working at his desk. This is very much a police officer, a live screenshot of him capturing evidence from a uh, criminal's desk. Why do I say that? You tell me. Is it Ukrainian? This is like a a 60-inch widescreen TV. Why is my uh, feed all jacked up right now? Hold on. We've got some issues. Hmm, How's the feed? Can you hear me? We have issues, we have issues. Hold on one second, is my audio good? My feed bad? All right, hold on. Let me see, hold on, let me see what you guys see because right now what I'm seeing is not good. What I'm seeing is broken. Let's do this, all right, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Let's do this. Kiss me outside. How about that? All right. Let's just let me do this. You get to see me. Um, you get to see me make the um, make the sausage. Okay. Oh, of course, dude. Why? Why? Oh my god. You are ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Come on. You know what? I don't have time for. I don't have. I don't have time for. Um. I don't have time for like technical malfunctions. Let's keep rolling here. All right, hold on. I'm gonna get this sorted out. And by the way, just for, for those who are like uh, uh you know content creators and uh, you know audio cinephiles, I'm streaming at 720p right now, not 820, and that is super annoying. Give me a hot second. I've got a, I've I've got a. You know, I rebooted my computer too this morning. Streamlabs OBS or Streamlabs Desktop. You are you are on the you're on the cutting block right now, brah. All right, hold on one second. This is me literally um making the sausage while we while we go. Hold on one second. Here. Do me a favor. Let me give you a topic. Grape nuts. <laughs> grape nut cereal, not a grape or nut. Discuss amongst yourselves. Give me a second. Oh, I love that Streamlabs crash handler's running. That's convenient. I've got to end like 95 services right now. No, I don't want that. Hold on. I'm This is me annoyed right now. Ugh. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. One second. All right. Here we go. Stand by to stand by. All right. Look at me go. Look at me go. I'm, I'm live, baby. All right. Hey, you know what? Here's what I got to say. Streamlabs OBS, you don't see me, you don't see me, I own you, I can kill tasks like a boss and restart things. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, TLDR, that 50 inch, 60 inch monitor, that's either, um, (laughs) you wanna talk about discretionary spending at law enforcement, a 60 inch widescreen, more likely that's a cyber threat actor's um, uh, desktop and they're collecting evidence. TLDR, law enforcement, they're gonna get you. You hear footsteps, threat actors? That's law enforcement coming for you. Let's go.
1: North Texas Water Utility hit with cyber attack. The North Texas Municipal Water District, which serves 2 million people in North Texas, is dealing with a cybersecurity incident. On Monday, the cybercrime gang known as Daxon Team claimed to have stolen more than 33,000 customer information files belonging to the utility. A spokesperson said that most of the water utilities network has been restored, but that phone systems are still offline. NTMWD's core water wastewater and solid waste services were not affected by the incident. The incident comes just one day after a cyber attack on a Pennsylvania water authority forced workers to use backup tools to maintain water pressure.
0: All right. Everything's done bigger in Texas. So, um, you know, this this municipality has 850 employees. I guess, um, dude. I don't know if this is a coincidence or if there's like a a threat actor who's who's like uh, <laughs> almost like a Batman villain, like Mister Freeze or or the Riddler. Except it's like the water ransomware threat actor. There, there's been kind of a little rash of ransomware threat actors targeting water municipalities. I spent a lot of time yesterday. Uh, Someone get Justin Gold on the phone. And uh, let's let Justin know about this. Uh, this, Like literally Justin Gold's budget requests are being written for him real time here. Um, Guys, a lot of times water municipalities are not well-funded. They don't have lots of staff. People just kind of... Like water just happens, right? In the United States, water just happens with you know, again. This is a very um my view, my perspective. I guess let's go ahead and do a do a tinfoil hat so I don't um you know get everybody super mad at me. But everybody just kind of accepts water just happens. You don't really think like, oh, like you know, like where's this water come from? Or where's the water get clean? Like I flush the toilet, the water takes the waste away, and I'm um, thumbs up. I open the tap, take a sip of water, and move about my day. I don't think about it. But but it really is a critical utility and it requires operational technology and information technology and staff to do it. Now, this water utility company, just to let people's minds rest at ease, in whether this is legacy tech or by design, probably legacy tech. The IT systems were hit, not the OT system. So people in North Texas are able to drink water and flush the toilets. And that's what's up. Oh, Toasty Pops. Um, (laughs) Toasty Pops talking about a flood of ransomware. Um, Very funny. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, if you work in water utility, wastewater management, um, there's you know, a million things that you can do. Let's see if they talk about how, because with ransomware and the utilities, like it sucks, it's fine. But the real question to me is, how did they initially get in? And can we put in something to um, prevent that from happening? So let me just quickly skim this article. Again, I don't read these or review in advance. Um, standard practice, right? They got hit, they they contact a third party Forensic specialists like BarricadeCyber.com—that's uh, a pretty standard practice. Um, where's um, come on, man? How did they get hit? They stole thirty-three thousand files. Okay, it, it, here's the thing, right? Like, if if my water local water municipality had my PII stolen or whatever, I'd be like, all right, like it sucks, but it's already out there. Now, if you if you impact my ability to get water, like it's Flint, Michigan, or something, then we've got a problem. And, uh, you know, shout out to Flint. Sorry. Again, I don't know if it's too soon to even talk about that, but, um, Oh, you can see here in the story, they say, here's the challenges, which I just laid out limited budget, limited staff, third-party dependencies, direct vector for widespread impact on life, safety, and health. A hundred percent. This right here, right here, this should be copy and pasted and be the opening slap you in the face slide on the Budget request um, <laughs> for the water municipality people. Like, we are getting screwed, people. Uh, it doesn't say in the story how they got impacted. If I had to guess, uh, poor basic cyber hygiene of end users, oh! misconfigured servers, open RDP, um, you know, crappy credentials that get guessed, whatever. Um, it's not good.
1: Former Uber CISO speaks out after six year silence. Back in May, former Uber CISO Joseph Sullivan was sentenced to three years probation, 200 hours of community service, and $50,000 fine for failing to report the infamous breach that affected over 50 million Uber customer and driver records. Sullivan's lawyers advised him to remain silent despite what Sullivan claims were false accusations by the media that he covered up the breach. With the matter now settled, Sullivan is speaking out after six years of silence. Sullivan said people don't realize that he and his team followed their internal incident playbook, engaging legal counsel, public relations, and Uber CEO. Sullivan does admit that he made the mistake of not engaging third-party investigators and counsel to validate their internal handling of the incident. Sullivan plans to share his story in a keynote address at Black Hat Europe 2023 on December 7th.
0: Ooh! All right, yo. If you got to go to Black Hat, I usually don't go to the keynotes at Black Hat because it's like going to like a Taylor Swift concert. There's like fifty thousand people, and it's a hot mess. Express, and as much as I love the Simply Cyber community, I do have this weird neuro, like neurotic thing where I don't really like crowds. Like when when you're getting like crushed in by crowds, and I can't move as quickly as I want to, I don't like that. It it makes me uncomfortable. By the way. Double, double-edged double sword shout-out to, like, Christmas in the United States. Dude, if you go... Tidbits Tuesday on Wednesday. If you go to Costco at any time other than Monday between 6 and 7 p.m., it is a nightmare. It's a Tim Burton movie in real life. Holy crap. It's like going to Bucky's. Welcome to Bucky's! Welcome to Costco! It's like, oh, my God, bro. Sorry, uh, that was a bit of a uh, departure. Passy. The Uber CISO, uh, Joseph Sullivan, uh, we all know the story. He basically got hit. He tried to pay off the hackers, told them to be quiet. They agreed. And then immediately after they cashed the check, they um, <laughs> they told everybody. Um, and this effect, it's because Uber was a publicly traded company. This affects share prices. Investors had a right to know, et cetera, et cetera. TLDR, Joseph Sullivan, while he was like hung out to drive by the other executives of Uber, he did not ch- get... He did not do prison time, okay. So, and by the way, ask me a jaw-jacking about CZ Binance and the four billion dollar fine. As I was driving to Thanksgiving dinner, which was like a five-hour drive for me, I was getting so mad thinking about a story that we covered on Wednesday morning. So, like, uh, 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 whoa, Deb Wiggly's in the house. Hey, everybody, please uh, toss a coin to your witcher and say hello to Deb Wiggly. If you guys don't know Deb Wiggly in chat, Deb Wiggly is the, one of the community managers over at Black Hills Information Security, and she's an absolutely delightful professional and human being. Hello, Deb. All right, so TLDR, um, this guy, after six years, he's basically going to come out and do lessons learned. There is nothing more... Well, there's a lot of things that are valuable, but one thing that is massive value is getting... Uh, Lessons learned from someone who walked through the fire. Listen to me. I can write a textbook about what it's like to walk through fire. You can watch a video of like someone walking through fire. You can simulate and do VR walking through fire. Get like short of going through the fire physically yourself, getting somebody who went through the fire, give you a firsthand account of what the hell like, sorry, Kennedy how hot the fire was, what it felt like on their skin, the thoughts that they had, the decisions they had, the outside factors being influenced, the internal factors influencing, that is gold, man. And listen, there's only one way to do it. You have to walk through the damn fire. And if you, you know what I mean? Like, so either you're you're put in that position or you can talk to someone firsthand who's done it. This is going to be freaking gold. I hope to God Black Hat Euro makes this keynote uh, public after the fact, I'm sure they'll pay gated at first and stuff. But, anyways, wicked cool. Second of all, best practice, dude. If you're dealing with any type of legal thing, do not, do not, do not talk to the press. Like, I know you want to defend yourself. I want to, I know you want like your position. Everybody wants, listen, everybody wants to be the hero in their own story. Everybody it, like most people, like 99% of people are inherently good. And when they make bad decisions, they're doing it, it, it with justification in their brain of like, this is a good thing. Like given all the options, this is a good thing. We've, we've seen the famous psychological study of like, you're standing on um the train tracks and you can control whether the train switches tracks. And there's like four children on the train tracks, is going to get hit by the train and then there's like an elderly person on the other one and you have to decide whether or not to pull the lever and have it hit the elderly person or not. Like both options suck, but when you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to rationalize this. I'm going to justify this because I'm a good person. I'm going to choose what is the, you know, the best option, right? So this one, I'm telling you, following the playbook by not speaking to uh, uh, the press was a good move even though it made him look guilty, right? All right,
1: let's go. Lockpit Claims cyberattack on India's National Aerospace Lab On Wednesday, the notorious Lockpit ransomware gang claimed responsibility for a cyberattack targeting India's state-owned national aerospace laboratories. NAL's website remained inaccessible, and Lockpit posted eight purportedly stolen documents including confidential letters, an employee's passport, and other internal documents. The group threatened to publish the organization's stolen data if it fails to pay an unspecified ransom.
0: All right, Lockbit, uh, tier one threat actor group. I, I like, I don't want to support them in any way, but like, I definitely like in my mind, there's like a shirt of like, like Alfie shirt. Like, I don't want to promote them, but like Alfie, Black Cat, Lockbit, um, they are so tier one. These guys are are taking down, you know, national governments, and I know India is a little, um, different in that the states are kind of their own independent things instead of like a united federal thing. Uh, but, dude, they took down an aerospace lab. No joke. Um, this is, I, I don't know if they're going to pay. In the United States federal government, uh, I believe they're legally not allowed to pay the ransom. Lockbit's got all this data. They're following the playbook. Again, you got to remember, guys, Lockbit doesn't care if you're India's. Space, you know, India's version of NASA, or your Joel Belton's ice cream shop. They hit you, they ransomware you, they throw the note out, they send you the Bitcoin wallet, they give you a number, and they hope you pay. They move on to the next one. It's just a dude. Lockbit ransomware is basically a manufacturing company. great cash, homie. And they mac, they manufacture pain, and they manufacture um, locked files or you know encrypted files, and that's what they do. So it it sucks. All right, so. TLDR, I say this with all ransomware threat actors, you for your organization to implement something that will help you down the road, you should not be looking at Lockbit's IOCs, indicators of compromise. You should not be looking at Lockbit's TTPs and being like, we're good against Lockbit. Unless you are an advanced, mature, optimized cybersecurity program, what you need to do is implement standard best practices, right? Which many of us don't do, frankly, or don't do it well um and i'm not i'm not calling out anyone it's just a reality cuz of budgets and resources and you know the business right but dude here it is protection mechanisms put them in place educate your end users so they don't do dumb things make sure that you're not using bad passwords leverage o365's global banned password list right these configurations are mad valuable then more importantly make sure you're having backups of your critical data make sure you're testing the backups. A lot of people don't test their backups, which is idiotic because when you actually need them, that's not when you should be validating that they work, right? You should definitely validate before that it does work. And finally, huge value, do tabletop exercises often with your business and make sure they understand what the workflow looks like for a ransomware incident. And if I may just offer a quick option, do do a ransomware tabletop exercise first with just the IT and cybersecurity people. And I'll tell you why really quickly. One, you're definitely going to be depending on IT a ton um, when a ransomware recovery incident's happening. So by talking to them and figuring out the things, you're going to work through and get on the same page with them. Second of all, the business won't be there. When I... If I'm trying to like do a tabletop exercise, let's pick somebody, DJ Manny. Okay, so DJ Manny is head of IT at this fictitious company I'm talking about, right? And Deb Wigley is the CEO of the company, okay? So if we do a tabletop exercise and the CEO, Deb Wigley, is there and she's like, what's up? And now I'm like, all right, guys, we got hit with a ransomware. DJ Manny, what do we do? DJ Manny is now going to have this pressure because he's performing in front of the executives in front of the bosses to be, you know, defending himself, defending his it team, defending the workflows, being defensive instead of collaborative. So, If you collaborate first with a tabletop exercise with just IT, you don't have those external pressures. You don't have those external beings putting pressure on and you can actually collaborate. You can have more open discourse with them. People can say, I don't know. And they're not fearful that they're gonna look bad for performance review in front of their bosses, in front of those people, right? So get on the same page with IT first then schedule the tabletop exercise with the larger business. And what's what's a priority? What do we stand up first? What office? Do we set up St. Louis or San Francisco first? What's most important to the business? And you and IT are going to be high-fiving each other and locked arm in arm because you've already given them the respect and you've already given them the opportunity to admit weakness and do it behind closed doors before moving forward in front of people who frankly are gonna introduce pressure uh, to those individuals. That's just a pro tip on how to do that a little bit more effectively. Let's go.
1: And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud. SpyCloud has discovered that InfoStealer malware infections are an early warning signal for ransomware. In fact, nearly a third of ransomware victim companies this year were infected with InfoStealer malware like Raccoon, Vidar or Redline before they were attacked. Are you thinking about InfoStealers as a precursor to ransomware? SpyCloud believes that knowing what criminals have stolen from your managed, unmanaged, and undermanaged infected machines is step one to stopping ransomware attacks. Get SpyCloud's new research on this topic and check your company's exposure from malware infections at spycloud.com slash CISO. All
0: right. Couple of things really quickly. Um, if you are um, if you did receive a gifted squad membership, because I saw someone just mention in chat, Brandon Peck. Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber Solutions gifted a hundred and fifty, wow. hundred and fifty squad memberships. And if you want to know how to pick up a squad membership, if you if you like Sophie Saborin is on YouTube right now and is not a squad member. Ion Q is on YouTube but not a squad member. There's gifted subs to be had. Grab them up. You have to opt into. Casually, Joseph, how are you not a squad member? You work for Eric Taylor. Like, go use the link in the gift you see the redeemed code right here? Just click on that link and you'll get a pop-up on YouTube to opt-in. Now, if you don't want to opt-in, that's cool. Don't worry about that. But um, let's go. All right. Uh, what are we doing here? Um... All right, guys. I want to holler at all of you. What's up, Poner Joe? If you're in chat, I see you uh, DMing me. Good to see you guys. Hey, thank you all. We got 445 of you beautiful people here this morning. We went around the world minus Australia. Good day, mate. But I want to thank all of you. If you're getting value from the show, there's 445 of you here. Guys, hit the like button. It's not for my, I'm not saying hit the sub, hit the bell for notifications, YouTube like diatribe. Hit the like button, it goes a long way to helping other people find the channel. If you're a first timer in chat right now, hashtag first timer in chat, obviously, we'd love to welcome our first timers. But also, you may have found us because people hit the like button yesterday, so pay it forward, be part of the community, hit the like button, okay? It goes a long way to triggering the YouTube algorithm. I also want to say shout out to the other stream sponsor, Anti-Siphon Training. Guys, anti-siphon training is disrupting the traditional training industry by providing high-quality cutting-edge education to everyone, regardless of their financial position. If you want to receive top-notch cybersecurity training for free from industry experts, I'm talking multi-you know, decades of experience. Go use the link in the description below to Anti-Siphon Training. This isn't a trick. This isn't some weird lead gen thing. This is legit, okay? Go there. Go to uh, Training. I'm doing it on stream if you're watching right now. Go on to, um. Hold on. You have to... Hold on. You got to go to Training. Go to Pay What You Can Training. And all of these trainings right here, look at the calendar. All these trainings can be yours for $0. And I want to say, $0, I want to call your attention to these two, Active Defense and Cyber Deception and Sock Core Skills. John Strand, the man has an emote on the squad memberships walking through fire. The guy, if you don't know John Strand, uh, definitely uh, check him out, Black Hills John Strand. The guy is setting the tone. For how we give back if you like what i'm doing with simply cyber john strand is simply cyber turn to 11 spinal tap style go check it out get some free training holler 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 also uh really quickly in mods i don't know if you're going to be able to do this but there is a training this friday deb wiggly maybe you can help there's a training this friday for active countermeasures a free six hour cyber threat hunting course I signed up for it yesterday. I will be taking it. I will be in the course. If you want to take a course with me this Friday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, shout out. We can do it together. We can be in Discord. We can hang out and high five. Um, ask me a jaw jacket and I'll get more information for you. Guys, hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Uh, Ashiana Ishmael currently has the baton. Let me tell you about this, guys. If you want to supercharge your LinkedIn feed and make LinkedIn a powerful tool for you for $0, do the following. Go on LinkedIn and search for this hashtag, hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Once you find it, find the people who are posting. Look for it, Ashiana Ishmael's post. Look for Keith Ferguson's post, right? Look for these posts. <laughs> okay, then connect with the poster comment on their post and connect to the people in comments because you're commenting on the post the next person's going to connect with you so for five minutes a day you get a a bunch of new connections and then passively other people are connecting with you from the community because you're in the comments i guarantee you five minutes a day this is a guarantee stone cold walk pick up the week five minutes a day two weeks time your linkedin feed is going to modify and it's going to be more valuable. It's going to be meaningful connections. You're going to see lots of valuable content in your feeds. Believe me, that's what's up. All right. So if uh, Ashiana Ishmael can do me a favor, tag somebody in chat. I see some people saying that they want the baton, Ashiana. Um, by the way, yeah, Ashiana's in chat. So Ashiana, it's on you to tag somebody just like you were tagged yesterday as well. I want to say shout-out to the first-timers. I see Zach Ames and Big Chip in chat. Welcome to the party, pal. Hold on, let's get that better. Welcome to the party, welcome pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Big Chip, Ashia, um, Big Chip and Zach Ames, welcome to the party, pal. Great to have you guys here. I hope you're getting value from the stream. We already did Worldwide Wednesday, so there's no activity here at the mid-roll. Um, and I've got this um... – hold on one second hold on. This is just coming in hot across the link here. Uh, threat hunting, do, 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 do. Is this the right one for tomorrow, for this Friday? Um, okay. Hold on. This came through, but I'm really not sure. Yes. December 1st. Okay. So check it out. This is December 1st training. I'm going to drop a link in chat. I'm going to be doing this training. Um, Friday, December first, eleven a.m to uh, five p.m Eastern Standard Time free training. If you want to do a training with me, if you want to do it with me, I literally I'll be a student, I'll be in chat, I'll be engaging I'll be let's 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 do a simply cyber community class uh, course together. there's the link in chat giddy up on it. let's keep going.
1: Experts warn of critical own cloud vulnerability being exploited. Spread actors have started exploiting a maximum severity vulnerability in open source file sharing and collaboration software OwnCloud just days after its public disclosure. The issue impacts Graph API app version 0.2.0 to 0.3.0, allowing attackers to retrieve credentials, license keys, and other system info. However, the flaw cannot be mitigated by simply disabling the Graph API app. The recommended fix includes deleting the app's PHP file and changing potentially exposed admin passwords, access keys, and mail server and database passwords. On Monday, CISA included the bugs in its weekly vulnerability roundup, while Shadow Server Foundation said it has identified roughly 11,000 internet-exposed own cloud instances which are potentially at risk.
0: Damn, man.
1: Well, this sucks.
0: Okay. Uh, Here's the TLDR. This story has been basically in our daily cyber threat briefing. This is the third time in one week that this has been uh, here. Oh, Keith Ferguson. Cool. We'll be able to do that. Uh, Hey, uh, the VO 888, if you want to opt in, look at what the the bot is about to say, exclamation point gift Uh, in chat. You're going to see the bot drop that right right there. This is how you do it. to uh it this link it's a youtube link you click on it and it'll it'll you know all right third time in a week this story is shown up own cloud is basically it's like a um localized cloud instance right so your your staff your people your family whatever can move stuff off their desktop off their thing and push it up to some type of like network attached storage device the concept of own cloud is not new. It's it's basically just a file server, right? A localized file server. The own cloud software is incredibly vulnerable. It's incredibly easy to exploit. I don't know at this point um, if there's like a point and click to exploit it. But a lot of times these things, like you've reached peak meme if there is a Metasploit framework module that you just point and fire and take it over. They... You know, they're saying that there's over 11,000 instances currently out there. Um, they're probably using Shodan or some, I would assume, Shodan to discover this. <sighs> I've said this before, I'll say it again. For practitioners in the industry, if you're running own cloud, you need to address this immediately. If you don't know if you're running own cloud, right, like you can't prove a negative. So maybe you are running in it and don't know. And I'll give you a hint why. <gasps> So you might have end users in your environment who are trying to do the right thing and set up their own file server, own cloud, because they're they're partnering with a different department or they don't want to bother IT. Or a lot of times, I'll tell you what, if you have a mature InfoSec program and you're like, listen, we're not going to allow people to stand up their own software. You're not allowed to do that. Well, people who want to are like, oh man, like, I want a file server, but IT won't let me. I want a file server, but InfoSec won't let me. Here, I Googled, I Googled something and own Cloud can do it. Let's stand it up. And now you've got this shadow IT, this unmanaged infrastructure that's totally exposing your stuff. Ah, you got to patch it. Where's my patch? Ah, oh, you got to patch it. All right. So I love it. Thank you, uh, Stephanie and team who uh, started using the new emote. I forgot about that, but hilarious. So um use Shodan monitor so if you go to monitor.shodan.io that's a website monitor.shodan.io you can scan well you can frankly you can you can proactively scan your own IP range but you can use Shodan to look at your external IP range and see if you are running an own cloud instance in your IP range remember RFC 1918 defines what private IP ranges are those are your 10.x.x.x your 172. what's what's uh, what is it 172.16 to 172.32 and 192.168 there are private IP address ranges that you don't need to look for but if you have external IP addresses cuz through an ISP or whatever those are the ones you need to look for okay for own cloud if you're running own cloud and you're not taking care of it you are literally playing with fire. You are running pants off, backwards, full speed, through a cornfield. You are going to get impacted, okay? Kind of sorry, Kennedy. That, one, that one's a, a deeper thought.
1: Google disputes workspace design flaw identified by researchers. According to Hunter's security, a flaw in Google Workspace's domain-wide delegation feature gives attackers a way to steal Gmail emails, exfiltrate data from Google Drive, and take unauthorized actions against Google Workspace APIs. Hunter's released proof-of-concept code on GitHub this week to demonstrate the attacks against the flaw which it is dubbed Delafriend. However, Google rejected Hunter's characterization of the issues as a design flaw, saying the report did not identify an underlying security issue in Google products. Google did encourage users to make sure all accounts have the least amount of privilege possible to combat these types of attacks.
0: All right. Um, all right. So a security vendor report came out. You got to be careful. Well, hold on. There's a couple of things here, OK? OK. <sighs> Hunter Security said that Google's workspace domain-wide delegation feature gave attackers a way to steal sensitive data from Google Drive, Gmail, all these things. Um, And Google is basically saying, this isn't true. You need to implement um, basically least privilege permissions. Okay. Let me tell you a couple things here, okay? And this comes comes straight from the mouth of of Eric Taylor. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm invoking my local uh, Eric Taylor instance. <laughs> for organizations that are leveraging cloud for their primary IT infrastructure, you, you basically have two choices. You have Microsoft Office 365 and you have Google Workspaces. Now, Microsoft Office 365 allows you a lot of configuration, a lot of lockdown, a lot of features, right? So it's awesome, but it requires a lot of knowledge, a lot of skill, a lot of experience to be able to configure it appropriately. Think of it, ironically, um as like an android device okay versus an iphone and i say ironically because android is by google and google is going to be like apple in this case but think of office 365 as like an android device massive customization it allows practitioners to really lock it down now compare that to google workspaces google workspaces is very apple-ish in that it's like very bubblegummy it's very easy to deploy you know, it's perfect for small businesses that don't have the skill or experience. A lot of big tech startups or tech startups use Google Workspaces for their stuff. And while it's not natively insecure, the amount of customization, the amount of configuration, the amount of hardening is not at the level that Office 365 offers. So, in both instances, you do need skill and experience and knowledge in order to configure them well. But Google Workspaces, uh, it sounds like what they're saying here is that it sounds like Google is saying Google Workspaces is secure, but it's more about administrative policy, administrative controls, good process, right? Right like that's what they're saying. They're saying, Hey, when you are an engineer and you're deploying a new user or you're deploying some type of resource into your Google workspace, it's incumbent upon you to use least privilege principles. AC six, by the way, just, I I do love my NIST 853. Let me see if AC six is least privilege. No, no, um, NIST control. Sorry. This is me just indulging myself because I do love, Oh, Look at that. Nailed it. Okay. I'm such a nerd for NIST. I love NIST. All right. Where's my NIST? Uh, I love NIST bucket. There we go. Anytime I see a control and I can quickly call out the uh, NIST control. It gives me it gives me uh great pleasure. Uh so, anyways, they're saying it's on you as the uh, engineer deploying permissions and everything to do it. So, this essentially what Google is saying is this isn't a security risk. This is a feature uh that they give you, right? So Uh, Unfortunately, you would almost hope that by default they would make it locked down and you'd have to unlock things. But as I told my Citadel students yesterday, and I'll move on after this story, I mean, after this little thing, if you think about it from a vendor perspective, vendors have a very perverse incentive to make things insecure by default. I've said this before on the stream, think of a straight line and on one end you've got secure and on one end you have usable. And somewhere in the middle is a slider bar. The more usable you make something, the less secure it is. And the more secure, the more usable you make it, the less secure it is. The more secure you make it, the less usable it is, right? Obviously, uh, a computer turned off in a safe thrown in the bottom of the ocean. No one's hacking that, but no one can use it. Something that is turned on, a kiosk in an open-air mall uh, with access to everything, and you don't even have to log in. That's wicked and secure, but guess what? No one's complaining about being able to use it, right? So our job in InfoSec, especially GRC people, holla GRC, what's up Alana, is to find where that slider goes and actually manually adjust it in real time based on threat landscape and data and a million other things. But my point is, Google has this perverse incentive to make it very usable Because they don't want people to complain and be like, oh my God, Google Workspaces sucks. It's so hard to use. Everything's locked down. I try to do anything and I got to do X, Y, and Z every single time. F it. Let's go to Office 365. So because of that perverse incentive, they do this, but then they say things like this where like, yeah, it's really usable, but it's incumbent upon you to make sure that you're doing all the controls to make sure that it's a little slid closer to the security side. That's what's up.
1: ID theft service resold by cybercriminals. According to Krebs on security, since at least February of this year, a cybercriminal service advertised it.
0: All right, we can hold on really quickly. We can have a full on discussion with Josh Mason in Jawjacking. He's arguing that my my line about a straight line and um, accessibility and security is not a straight line. It's not zero sum. I do disagree. And we could talk about that later.
1: Jackie Chan, U.S. is Lookups, allows anyone to look up an SSN or background report on virtually any American. For anywhere between $8 and $40 in virtual currency, a bot will return a detailed customer background report in just a few moments. The service's Telegram channel features sample background reports, including that of President Joe Biden and podcaster Joe Rogan. Report data includes the subject's date of birth, addresses, phone numbers, employers, known relatives and associates, and driver's license information. Jackie Chan abuses the name and trademarks of Columbus, Ohio-based data broker U.S. InfoSearch, whose website says it provides risk management, identity, and fraud prevention services.
0: All right. So, you know what? An enterprising individual... Um there's an enterprising individual who figured out um how to make data available in a very uh easy to purchase way. So here's the deal. Um here's the deal. Uh we might even have to have a live stream about the security and usability cuz like I, I'm I'm passionately positioned philosophically on that position. All right, so check it out. ID theft service resold. So data broke, okay, so data gets stolen all the time, right? My data, your data, simple man guitar's data, Randall, Lundy's data, everybody's data. We're like, hold on, I, as as much as I don't want to appropriate this, Oprah, hold on, Oprah, your data gets sold. Your data gets sold, okay? But it's always like this like mysterious, oh, you've got to go on the dark web. You've got to buy bundles of data. You've got. to you know, get all these um Excel spreadsheets and stuff. Like how do you operationalize, how do you, how, oh my God, how do you operationalize this? How do you make it accessible to people who want to buy it, right? You could have the coolest product on the planet, but if you can't get it to market, if you can't get it to, um, if you can't get it to market, if you can't get it to the consumers, they can't buy it. So this individual, Got it that last mile, if you will. Um, Hold on. Mod chat, I've got, I'm going to move mod. I'm going to like click, I'm going to close Discord. I can't right now. So listen, the final mile is making it accessible to the consumer. So this individual set up a, I, I guess, a Telegram group that allows you to ping them, pay them, and then download the PDF. So I'm sure, here's the thing. This is more I almost feel like the people who are buying this are more curious than anything like if you're a real threat actor who's going to operationalize phishing um attacks and targeting high value net worth individuals and stuff like that, you're probably not using this methodology, but uh, as a gig economy way to go again, I don't support this. I don't sponsor this um but this is another indication of how telegram has been essentially weaponized for communication coordination and you know basically uh, uh, operations of threat actor groups whether it's uh coordinating cyber threat uh attack targets or literally running their business this is what's up i also want to point out um not to be um not to be flippant about this but in the united states guys data brokers do this too so as much as this guys um, wares are being sold because of a data theft. So they're, you know, they're criminal in their origin. You technically could buy this data off a data broker legally. I don't think you could legally turn around and sell it. I'm sure when you purchase it from a data broker, there's a contract that says you won't turn around and sell it because that would go against the data broker's business. But if I'm downloading Olivia Rodrigo's information in order to perpetrate a phishing attack or social engineering attack, I, I could legally buy this very likely from a data broker. Okay. Data brokers are really, really unbelievable, frankly. And again, if you want to know the extent of how crazy data brokers are in um <clears throat> in the United States, I offer you this um this video. This video is a little old. Uh, it's John Oliver's last week tonight, but if you want to do a quick um, uh, like, lesson learned on data brokers, this is a phenomenal video to check
1: out. Bots make up 30% of internet traffic. According to a report from Datadome, malicious bots are plaguing the internet accounting for over 30% of all internet traffic, which cyber criminals use to target online businesses with fraud and other attacks. The report also reveals that traditional CAPTCHAs are no longer an effective tool in preventing automated attacks. Finally, the report indicates that 68% of U.S. websites lack adequate protection to defend against bot attacks.
0: All right. We do know about bots. Bots are everywhere. Bots are basically like automated zombie uh, users that are used to do all sorts of things. I I just gave a lecture yesterday on denial of service attacks in 2023 and how distributed denial of service attacks are the way it's done. And one technique, it's not the only technique, but one technique to effectively do a uh, distributed denial of service attack is through bots, botnets, bot herding and doing that. Now it making up 30% of the internet traffic is interesting. Um, And remember, bots are not all malicious. I, I don't know if this story goes into it, but like a lot of people like there's bots that help do automation. There's bots like guys like uh barricade cybers webpage right here. Chat with Billy. Billy's probably a bot. Billy's probably not somebody sitting there waiting for someone to come to this website and chat with them. Right? So there are um, righteous, appropriate, have a good one, Natalie Garrett. Um, there's righteous, appropriate um, use cases for bots. So Um, To me, like, okay, interesting 30% of internet traffic, but it's not necessarily malicious. It's intentional. Um, They do say here in their findings, 10% blocked false bot request. Um, Looks like they're looking just at bots that are doing malicious stuff. Um, I don't know what a Google bot is, but anyways, I would actually suggest looking into bots bot development with the amount of, AI out there and automation, like bots can help you. Again, they can be totally weaponized and, you know, used. But guys, if the internet, right, the same internet everybody uses, if 30% of all internet traffic is bots, you have to imagine that there's some viable utility to bots, whether it's malicious or righteous. This amount of traffic definitely indicates that it's legit, and that's what's up. All right, Kimberly with the gifted subs. Um, I would just, if I was a I mean, I am a practitioner, but what I would suggest is, um, you can't really do anything about this. You can't stop bot traffic from happening. It is what it is. Uh, Thank you so much, Kimberly, for the super um, subs. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yep. All right, guys, we're a couple minutes over. Sorry about that. Let me do this. Uh, If you were here for the news, thank you so very much, 389 of you. I know many of you dropped off for uh, 9 o'clock. Many of you probably had meetings. I want to remind everybody that tomorrow at 4.30 p.m., we are going live with Gary Binder. If you wanted to know everything that you didn't know you wanted to know about post-quantum cryptography, Q-Day, what computers are going to look like after we crack quantum, after we solve the cooling problem, Hey, is all the AES data traffic that foreign countries are um, stockpiling going to be a problem? I don't know. Let's ask Gary Binder. Come join us. I'll drop a link in chat right now uh, to this stream. It's going to be good times. I hope you uh, enjoy. Guys, if you had to go, if you had to boogie out of here, I understand. I appreciate it. We'll be here tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time for the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Tomorrow is Dan Reardon, AKA haircut fish um, meme of the week. We didn't have one for Thanksgiving. So um, he's, he's, he's in the, um, he's in the shoot and ready to deliver. I want to say shout out to simply man guitar for accepting the simply cyber community challenge, simply man guitar. Um, we look forward to your post on LinkedIn. Everybody go out and check it out. Remember guys. There are tons of gifted subs still to be had. Do exclamation point gift. Click on the link and take on those things. Um, you're welcome, Priority Problem Solvers. All right, guys. If you got to go, peace out. Uh, if you got to stay, we are about to do jaw jacking. For all of those that are are um, first timers, we do this every day of the week uh, normally. And it's called jaw jacking. And we're about to kick it. I got a lot to share with you. But let's do it. Take care, everybody. Be well. All right, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Jaw Jack, and I, I am your host, Jerry Guy, looking very similar to Dr. Gerald Ozier. We're going to kick it old school and hang out for about 30 minutes. If you got any questions, drop them in chat. I'd love to share whatever knowledge I have with you uh, and connect you with resources. Make it all available. Rex Cognito with the uh, gifted subs. we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you so much, Rex Cognito. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Guys, i got a couple cool things to share with you already right off the top of the hour. Uh, Some of you already saw this, but guys, There's a free thread hunting course with labs hands on being taught by an absolute um, expert, Chris Brenton um, on um, Friday this week. I know it's short notice. If you have the availability on Friday to come take this class, I will be in the class. Um, It's a free class, $0. Um, You can register. I'll drop a link in chat. You can register right here. Um, I'll be active in chat. I, I don't, here's the thing. I've been super busy um, up in, and I, I, many of you know this, I've been trying to take December off and by off, I just mean doing less work. Uh, but because I've set myself up for success, I'm able, I have the bandwidth to take this class and I'm super pumped about it. I haven't done professional development short of reading books, um, in, in months and, uh, my, I'm thirsty for knowledge. So I can't wait. I hope you take the class with me. And if you can't maybe grab the next one. Um, William K All All right. I want to share another cool thing with you. Um, oh, cool. Hey, Josh Mason will be in the class. So me and Josh Mason will be there. Uh, yes. Tony Jack, the gifted subs are given randomly, but you do have to opt in to receive them. Um, uh, here is the, um, the code to do that for sure. Um, guys, I want to share this with you too. And let me know what your thoughts are on this one way or the other. Um I've started kind of screwing around a little bit. Um hold on, let me see this. So, I don't know about you guys, but it's really really common for me to, you know, get off stream, get heads down, start cranking out work. I'm currently working on my Cyber 101 course. It's about halfway done. I've got big announcements for you on December 13th at the all-hands call. But what I wanted to tell you is I personally like to throw on music normally this TV right here that's a YouTube channel that's playing lo-fi music right now I just muted for the stream and I love the background it's ambiance it makes me feel that there's energy in the room while I'm working I don't know if you work from home or you work in an office but for me the way I roll I need uh, music I, I I think I have add honestly but like I need I need I need input. I need, I need activity. I need things going on for me to be able to zero in and focus. And just for screwing around purposes, I actually, I, I, many of you may or may not know this, but I have another channel um, called simply cyber cafe and I'll drop a link to it in chat. But what I've started doing is I've started tinkering around with doing my own kind of 24 seven lo-fi um, video feeds. I did it a couple times yesterday. Some people dropped in chat. I saw Jesse Johnson there. I saw, excuse me, Toasty Pops there. Saw a lot of people there. So if that's what you're into, come check it out. I would love, thanks, Dream Logic. You know what's up. I would love, um, just give it a sub. I'm going to do it again when I get off stream today. Play the music. Um, it's, you could see here, I'll just show you, like there's, um, there's these like animated gif things. There's a couple different ones that I do. The music's really good. If you're into that, come check it out. And the reason I'm saying come check it out is a, I hope it makes your workday a little bit more enjoyable, makes you a little bit more productive. And on top of that, I'm open. DMs are open, live stream chat is open. I if you have feedback on the music, on the look and feel, on ways to make it better guys, I serve the Simply Cyber community, but you guys always have such wonderful ideas. So I'm soliciting feedback on this project to, to make it as good and as useful to the community as possible. So, um, that's all I'll say about that. Now, let me turn it. Let me open discord back up. I, I was getting distracted by, um, all the stuff, uh, with Josh Mason. Um, all right. Uh, Carrie's got a question. About to give up on career in IT. Wondering since I'm throwing ideas against the wall, nothing is stuck. Is there anything I can learn fast to do as a job online? So um, let me see, Carrie. Um, I don't know. I mean, my focus is so narrowly focused on cybersecurity and doing those things. I mean, Carrie, you know. Uh, um, Honestly, I know you said you're giving up on a career on IT. I got to tell you two things. One, um, a... Um